Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing tonight, Bryce? I'm good. I'm definitely uh, less uh, less hectic than last week, for sure. Yeah. You know, last week, I fucking uh, was, like, the night I moved in, I didn't even have a bed yet. Like, you just you just didn't have a no bed in general? No. I Well, I had my... I was in my new place, but I didn't have a bed yet, but... I well, have you one just, now. Did you just sleep on the couch or the floor or what? Uh, we don't have a couch yet at this point, so I slept on the floor. I didn't have an air bed. I bought an air mattress. Damn, dude, you live like this? I did for like a couple days, but I don't anymore. I have, a, I have a nice bed now, so I don't live like that. That was, that was temporary. All right, well, glad to hear that you're, uh, you're now moved in. Lovely place. Hope everything's going good with that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we did, I think we joked about it last episode that the Falcons were going to trade Julio. Yeah, Actually, maybe we, we didn't. No, we didn't. There's no shot. I, we, I, there was something that we said. We said something was going to happen right after we recorded. And literally a couple of days after we recorded. Oh, this was a, it was a little while ago. I think, I I think we talked about it the episode before, not last week, but the week before that. But um, literally, like, two days after we recorded the episode, the Falcons finally traded Julio Jones to the Titans, which that kind of came out of nowhere, I'm going to be honest. People were throwing around, like, the Patriots, the Seahawks. Um, I saw the Packers thrown in there once or twice. I but wish. I, that, that was I, okay, actually. Dude, imagine that Falcons team with Tay, Rodgers, the Packers. Um. I'm I'm getting frustrated because the price for Julio was dirt fucking cheap. It was like a second rounder. You're telling me the Green Bay Packers that that wasn't worth it to them? You fucking kidding me? You serious? I mean, I'm gonna be straight up now. Titans might be a fucking they're they're probably top three in the AFC now. I I would argue that they're at least top three in the AFC now, considering uh. You got Julio now, you got A.J. Brown, you got Derrick Henry, and, I mean, Tannehill's fine as a quarterback. He'll get the job. You, a team like this, you don't need a, an elite-level quarterback to, like, win games. You can have someone who can get the job done. And I think Ryan I mean, yeah, especially, especially with that run game. I mean, Derrick Henry's best back in the league, I think. I mean, you have, you know, him, A.J. Brown, and Julio. I mean, that's a hell of an offense with any QB. Um. I think it's that I think this definitely puts them top three AFC. I don't think they're with the Chiefs and Bills yet. But I think they can. I think they can. You know, make it interesting when they play those. They guys. can make some noise. Yeah, they they can make some noise for sure. But um, I mean, let's let's look at this. So, Falcons sent the Titans Julio in a sixth round pick next year. No, not next year. The year after that, twenty twenty three. Titans send a 2022 second and a 2023 fourth, which, like, 
That's nothing. How is it? I the, mean, how is it the best offer you get for like a top three wide receiver in the league? Well, I, I don't know if he's top three no more. He's top ten easily. Maybe I think, top in, five, I think in the right offense three. he could be a top three. I, I mean, he's maybe he's coming, like, off, he's coming off an injury, but like, it's Julio, man. Julio's nasty, and this was. I mean, this, like I said, this puts the Titans in, like, you know, I, I think AFC Championship contention uh, right up there with the Bills and Chiefs. I think this makes them... I think they're going to... If they don't make noise next year, man, that's going to be very disappointing. This team is good. Yeah, they're good. It's... uh. I mean, it, it's got to be – they got to be top three now. If they weren't already top three, then they're top three now. I don't – honestly, you could probably make the argument that they already were top three. No, I definitely wouldn't say that because, well, I mean – Chiefs, Bills, who do you really have ahead of them at that point? I mean, well, they lost in the first round last year, so it's hard for me to say they were a top three team, you know, unconditionally, you know. Um I would, I would probably would have put the Browns above them, uh, at least last year. I probably would have put maybe just the Browns, honestly, and maybe the Ravens because they, you know, beat them. Yeah, I get. I don't know. I, I guess. AFC's stacked, man. AFC's looking like a very exciting conference next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all the NFL stuff. We can go back to the regularly scheduled uh, NBA content, which uh, we are full swing into the second round. Uh, so we're going to just assume the game's not over yet, but we're going to safely assume the Sixers beat the Hawks tonight and they're up 2-1. Um. Nuggets, Suns, you'll know the result, but we don't. Um, we we did say that Nuggets, Suns was going to be interesting. It was going to be one of the more interesting series. So far, the Suns have been in complete control. CP3 is putting on a masterpiece this offseason. It's phenomenal. And I said when they signed him that this makes them a dangerous team. Like, this makes them a threat in the West. Uh, and I'm glad to see that that came to fruition. Yeah, I mean, they're. We did. We both said that this was going to be a more interesting series. Suns just kind of heard what you said. Dominant. Said, yeah, no, you're stupid. Yeah, it seems like everyone said that. Wouldn't be the first team to do that. Wouldn't be the first team to think that we're dumb. Yeah, yeah, no. They, uh, Prove me wrong. I thought this was gonna go. I think Suns and six, but it really looks like they're gonna win like five, maybe even less now. Uh, we'll see how the Nuggets do at home. But uh, Sixers looking very strong, like we thought. Uh, after that game one, they've looked very much in control. They're gonna go up two one. Uh, the series that we were most hype about. Um, Bucks Nets. I gotta say, man. I mean, the Bucks escaped very narrowly with a win last night. This is not the series I thought it was going to be. I gotta say, man, um, we're really living in a timeline where the Nets are 
probably going to win the finals, aren't we? I mean, the thing is, Harden goes down in the first, like, 20 seconds of game one. They still absolutely destroy in game one. Like, it was no problem at all. Game two, more of the same. The Bucks just look bad, and the Nets capitalize. Game three was just really bad on both sides, but the Bucks got a much-needed win. Um, I mean, if they lose that game, which they easily could have, uh, the series is over. Like, you don't come down 3-0, especially against a team like that. Yeah, I mean... It's not... The Bucks look rough right now. They were lucky to pull out that Game 3 win. It's not looking good for them right now. Because they escaped that game. In all honesty, that's, you know... A cu- that's a couple missed shots away from going very differently. I so... Like, one or two possessions I'm, from going being down 3-0. I mean, yeah, literally. And that's not really a position you want to be in as a team like the Bucks. I mean, it's really not even just that. It's the fact that, I mean, they went out game two. I mean, Harden's not even playing, and they still lost by damn near 40. Uh, and the first game as well, Harden didn't even play, and they still... Uh, it was a closer game, but they really just didn't look good at all, even without him. And if they can't get a fucking grip, like if they really cannot handle this team without James Harden, then there is no hope for them. They are going to be absolutely annihilated. And I don't know if James Harden's going to come back this series, but based on what we've seen, it doesn't even fucking matter. I mean, they just are not playing well. Uh, yeah, I thought, point, unless like the, I'd say if the Bucks. I'd say if if he comes back, like if it's game four and the Nets win, doesn't even need to come back. Literally, just rest him until you need him. I you can probably if you're the Nets, uh, depending on how the Eastern Conference Finals goes, which looks like it's going to be against the Sixers, which they would need Harden for, I believe. Um, you you honestly should rest him, especially if you win the game four. I mean, there's really no point at all and uh risking his health even further in the series. I mean we've seen what this team does when all when their big three is all healthy. It's practically unstoppable. Um even with just, you know, KD and Kyrie, still incredibly difficult to beat. You see that a team like the Bucks who are like, you know, they're the Bucks. They're. I mean, to put it in perspective, a week ago we were sitting here fully stating, you know, both of these teams fully healthy, including Harden, that this would be the most like entertaining and fun series of the playoffs. Uh, Harden goes down in the first twenty seconds, and it hasn't even really been close. It looks like Brooklyn's absolutely destroying, even without him, and I, I, that's a bit disappointing. I know it's two one. I know the series could go either way still. Especially if the Bucks, which they need to, um, but I just I I don't get it, man. Is this is it really like is it a Giannis issue? Like is is this Giannis's fault? I don't know. I really don't have an answer to that. I think just at the end of the day, this team is just getting outmatched and outplayed by a team that's 
apparently just outright better than them. The team, yeah, okay, obviously the Nets are better, right? And we we didn't dispute that when we were talking right. about the series. But like to lose by forty to a hard endless Nets as as this Bucks team that's supposed to be a finals contender, I just I don't understand that. You know, we've been saying this about the Bucks like the past three years. Like oh, yeah, for a, years. For this is a finals years. contender. Have they even made the conference finals? No. Yes, they did. In 2019, they did. And they lost to Kawhi and the Raptors. That's right. They went up 2-0 and then lost four straight. Yep, that's right. And then since, no. Last year, they got bounced from five to the Heat. That's right. Um, I think that was in the second round, yeah. They played the Magic. They crushed them. Uh, and then they played the Heat and got beaten five games. And Giannis was healthy for the first... The only game they won is a game Giannis got hurt. That was it. And then they lost in the next game. It's really uh, weird how that works. Yeah. So they have, they have gotten two games away from the finals, and that's the closest they have gotten. And in the last, like, like you said, like three years, we've gone on here and said this team is, should be a contender. They should be going to the finals. Especially with the East, you know, before the, the Harden trade really kind of being open. We really thought that this was the Bucks East and it has looked like it at times like 2019 I am stunned they didn't go to the finals that year I mean look how they played they they had the Pistons the first round that year and obviously they fucking ripped through them beat them four games then they take on the the healthy the finally healthy Kyrie Celtics they finally got everybody they're totally healthy this is the year they get fucking obliterated he beats them so bad Kyrie leaves I don't know if that's the beta reason why Kyrie left, but that was the last straw. It it didn't help keeping Kyrie here, but I mean, they had motherfuckers. They had Paul Pierce. They had Paul Pierce going to ESPN. The fucking Celtics win Game One in Milwaukee. Yeah, series over. Celtics are sending them home. (sighs) They don't even come close to winning another game. Paul Pierce still needs to repent for that. Oh, he will. He will. He will repent for his sins, but still. Then they go to fucking they they go to the Raptors who honestly they they're very lucky to even be there. I mean they scrape by the seventy sixers who admittedly yes they were good but um not like I I wouldn't say they were like a finals team or anything. They scrape by the seventy sixers. The Bucks go, go so far as to take it to a lead, and then they lose four straight. I don't get it. I don't understand what the problem is. I really don't. I don't know. Like, this team even got better by trading for Drew Holiday. I mean, they, sh- they lost Brogdon. They should have never got rid of Brogdon. That was a huge mistake. But they still got Drew Holiday. They still have Middleton. Middleton's looked like absolute garbage this series. He's played like shit. He's been terrible. I don't know what it is. He's just not playing well. Um... I just don't get it, man. It's very frustrating. I mean, Giannis, I mean, he won back-to-back MVPs. He won an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year last year, which, like, I think the only two people ever do that, like him and Hakeem, who if you're in company with Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, that's, that's you know, pretty good company. That's pretty good company. Um, Certainly worse company to be in. I just don't get it, man. And... I know, like I said, the series could still go either way. It's 2-1. And they're not even playing until, like, Monday, I don't think. 
or Sunday. I think they listen. But I just I don't see them winning the series. I mean, why would I? Um it still could maybe go six, but it's not gonna be the intense six game series that I thought it was gonna be, that's for sure. It's just disappointing, man. The worst part is is like there's really nothing you could do about it to make this series more even when it comes to just it's like it's not like, you know, a team's missing one of their key players and it's hindering them. Like I mean, yeah, well, yes it is. The Nets are missing Harden and that's hindering them. But it's not like if Harden yeah, was here, I mean, the series would be closer. It would actually be, it'd be less. much worse. It would be even less competitive. I mean, they literally won by 40 without Harden. I mean, that's just how bad it is. Like, I'm sorry, but the only game they won was the last one. They won 86-83. You think the Nets are going to score 83 points again? Yeah, maybe in the third fucking quarter. I, they're not fucking doing that again. You got lucky once. They're probably going to lose in five. I, I can't see them going out any other way at this point. It's embarrassing. It really is. I don't get why it's like this for them. I really don't. I don't understand it. That, that's just how the sport is sometimes. It's unfortunate and all, but really it's uh, that's just how it be sometimes. So we haven't talked about the other series, uh, Jazz Clippers. I think we said Jazz and six. I think we said if it, if the um, Mavericks won. I think we we had obviously the answers. You said Jazz and five for the uh, Clippers. I said Jazz and six. I believe that's what I said. So so far, uh, Jazz have been in very heavy control. Um, but we did see this last series too. Dallas took a two zero lead, very dominant two zero lead, and. Uh, ended up losing it and losing. I don't know. I mean, if there's any team, I think, in the playoffs that can come back from a deficit, it's the Clippers. I mean, they have that experience. Uh, they have Kawhi, obviously, who has been here before. Um, I don't think the Clippers are going to win the series. I think the Jazz are just too good this year. See, this is the thing. The Jazz and the Bucks have been really similar because for the Jazz, we've been seeing two of like they should be better, they should be going farther. This year, they look like that's going to be the case. They look like they're they look like a deep run is is coming, and you know, good for them. Good for Donovan Mitchell. He's looked phenomenal. Um, I would see Donovan Mitchell has been the second best player this postseason behind Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of really big players this postseason. Could make the argument. Could make the um, argument. But good for the Jazz, man. I mean, they, they've been waiting for this a long time. They've been very disappointing in the past couple of years, but they look good this year. And I'll say this, the West is open, man. I, if we get that Suns Jazz uh, Western Conference Finals, that's going to be hype. Um, 
That's really uh, that's a basketball watcher's dream right there because they play some good basketball. Aiton versus Gobert, Paul versus Mitchell. It's good. It's going to be fun. Booker, obviously. Booker as well. It's going to be great. Just a whole lot of... Uh, it's, it's a lot of good basketball there. Hey, you it's know what I mean? The thing is, most of these guys, like Aiton and Booker uh, and D-Mitch, young stars, man. And it's it's good to see. It really is. like This is something that you could see. This could see be like a big part of the West for a while now. So you can really Yeah, this like this is the future really. Like Deep I mean Deep Book's pretty established. He's been around a while, but Aiden this is like his third year. Dimensions is like his what, third or fourth year. And they're coming into these huge roles. This is Mitchell's fourth season, I think. He was in the same draft as Tatum, wasn't it? I think he was. Yeah. I he that draft class was pretty good. It was, uh, yeah. Looking back at it, that was a really, really good draft class. No, I'm not so salty about Tatum not winning Rookie of the Year that year. Why do you ask? I mean, uh, we love to make the, you know, people still love to make a joke about it, but Ben Simmons was definitely the right choice. It's a dumb rule. I mean, even even it being a dumb rule, it's not Ben Simmons' fault. It's, it's a dumb rule. I don't think it is either, honestly. I think it's... I, I, if it's your first, you know who does rookie of the year and like rookie shit the worst is the MLB because that shit makes no sense. Yeah, it, it is. It's weird because like you can play your first season but not be considered a rookie yet because you haven't played enough in the league to be a rookie. Yeah, it's, it's a is it plate appearances? Innings. It's like I think it's um. Uh... Or is it is it different for pitchers? If pitchers pitch a certain amount of innings and if you have to be a certain amount of times. Oh, it's um 130 at bats or 50 innings pitched or 45 total days on a rack on an active MLB roster prior to to uh, September. That is abysmal. And it has to be in a previous season or cumulative cumulatively. It's. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's that is so absolutely stupid. absurd. That's that is the worst rookie system because every pretty much every other sport is like you play your first year, you're a rookie. Doesn't matter how it, much it, you play. It, I, frankly, I think the NFL does it right. Like the year after you get drafted, you're a rookie. You don't make the if you don't make the like 53 man roster or like you know you don't play at all or you get hurt, like tough shit. But you're not a rookie anymore. I personally think that's the best way to go about it, but I think either's fine. Uh, I get why the NBA does it like that. Although I mean, because most times uh, you don't get a situation like Simmons or Embiid. Embiid is even worse because Embiid didn't really play his first whole year until like twenty seventeen. He was like a twenty fourteen draft. So yeah, it's crazy how that worked out. Yeah, it was crazy. They waited like three years for him. He was worth it though. I wonder how different this playoffs goes if the Sixers take that risk uh, with Harden. The thing is, with the Sixers, they would have had to give up Simmons, whereas the Nets, for some reason, did not have to give up Kyrie. Would you? I think 
part of it was like, yeah, I'm only going to play if I can play with Kyrie and KD. So if you give up Kyrie, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Rookie system's fun, though. I, I, I personally don't mind the NBAs. I think it's fine. I, I understand. Because Blake Griffin did it, too. Blake Griffin was not the... Or Ben Simmons was not the first person to benefit from this rule. Blake Griffin also hurt his rookie year. Didn't play, came back in the next year, one rookie of the year. It just, I get that that is the rule and that it is like that for a reason. I just personally don't like it. Is it cost Tatum? Uh, no, I just think it's, it's it's actually um, honest to God, it would have been probably Mitchell. Mitchell probably would have won rookie of the year if it wasn't for that rule. I don't think they would have gave it to Tatum. Because end of the day, Mitchell had the better rookie season. Tatum had a great playoffs, and he really established himself. But I think Mitchell had the better overall regular season. Well, I don't exactly remember how each of the... I think maybe Mitchell did have better stats now that I think about it. But, I mean, regardless, I, I still do think... And maybe it's just because NFL is, like, my main sport. So it's like... Yeah, I... I I, I use that as kind of a baseline for a lot of things. And maybe that's not a good thing. But I think, I just think in some right cases, like, in some cases, it's not. Maybe it's not. But when I think rookie, I think like, okay, you got drafted this past draft. You're playing in this league now. And I get that, you know, oh, but MLB has a totally different system. And I think that's because oh, it's a way the, more expensive uh, minor league system. Yeah, right? that's because most people there most people don't even make it to the majors. Like most first-round draft picks in the NBA and NFL, uh, most of, most first-round draft picks um, are starters in the rookie year, I would right. say. I would say most unless of like, like a, Unless like a project quarterback, but otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, in the NFL, I was thinking NBA. NFL is probably like oh. 70% of those first-rounders are first-day starters. Um, or at, minimum, you, at minimum, those guys are getting key snaps on offense or defense. Yeah, like they're going to be playing a lot the rookie year if they're not hurt. NBA, it's probably like maybe like half to 60%. I don't Most know the actual those guys are either coming off the bench or... They'll spend a little time down in the G League before coming up just to make sure that they're ready. Most first-rounders don't. Most first-rounders are not going to spend time in the G League unless Danny Ainge drafts them, which well, we don't he's use not Danny anymore. Ainge as a good baseline because Danny Ainge is not a good GM. But it's, I said this years ago, and I was yelled at, but it's, all right, it's whatever. You know. I was right years ago, too, by the way, but it's all good. Hindsight was a lot le- was a lot more generous back then. I mean, hindsight. There was no hindsight. I was in the moment seeing this shit. Yeah, but recency, you know, Danny Ainge was like... Recently, now you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah, now we see now we see that what you're saying. But back then, you know, Danny Ainge was like, hey, he drafted this guy out of Duke that's really good at basketball, and he got us Kyrie. This guy's awesome. The Kyrie trade still does not make fucking sense to me to this day. I mean, it's it's very. It was the right move. Now. Will, no, it makes sense. No, it they was won the right that move. trade. They won and that trade, and it was the right move. But I don't one. I don't understand why Cleveland accepted it first of all, because the trade was terrible. I don't understand what they thought they were going to get back from that. I don't know what did they, who did they draft with that first that they gave them. I don't fucking know. Oh, I think it was um 
No, that was their pick. I don't even remember. The best player they got was Seti, who well, he is a solid player, but but it's not Kyrie. He ain't fucking Kyrie. Um, well, Kyrie was gonna leave no matter what. So I, mean, I, I guess refuse, it's fine to get a return then in that case. Yeah, I refuse to believe that was the best package he could have got though. You're telling me that Seti Osmond, Isaiah Thomas, and like whoever the fuck in a pick was the best package to a division to a conference rival. No, nonetheless, a team that they knew for a fact that they would probably be seeing again. He did they did it anyway? I don't understand that. I really, oh my god, LeBron has played with some dumbass GMs. Like people joke about how LeBron is the GM of his teams, but he, in reality, he has played with some fucking morons at GM, like complete fucking bozos. They didn't yeah. get. They didn't get Stoudemire because they didn't want to give up some like Drew Gooden or some shit. Could you imagine in the 2000s, like 2007, Braun and Stoudemire? Dangerous. That's fucking threatening. But no, we need Drew Gooden or whatever. Like, what the fuck is this? What is going on, man? I mean, that was, you know, like 14 years ago. It's water under the bridge, but... Jesus, man. Um, so that's good. Make a hockey joke. I'm not going to do that. Um, what, 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 no, make a hockey joke. Sure. Love the Islanders. You know, I don't know if I was going to go, if I was going to root for hockey, I'd be the Rangers. Man. You know, you couldn't go wrong with either of them. Rangers, I hear the Rangers have a good future. From the I'm Rangers. The, so the Rangers, like. They're like one year off from becoming like a serious problem in the Eastern Conference. The Islanders are like your win now team. Like and the team Rangers. The yeah, I can see that because they're in the Eastern Conference Finals now. But didn't the Rangers like damn near go to the playoffs or make the playoffs last year and get like the second overall pick? Uh, so how it worked with the bubble was that there was like a play-in tournament, which was like a pre-playoff playoff. Okay. And they did the draft lottery right before. Oh, beforehand, it. and they got the second overall pick. That's right. No, they got the first overall pick. I thought it was second. Jesus, that's got to no, be rigged. No, because they got um, they got Alexi Lafreniere, and he was the first pick. That's got to be rigged, man. See, the hockey's smart though. Hockey knows that if they rig it for New York markets, it's going to help them out. Well, you see, here's the thing though: they did this before. They did this before um, the play-in tournament was had started. And they kick ass. It was whichever they didn't kick ass. They they lost the play-in tournament. So then it went to a wheel of the eight teams that lost the play-in tournaments. Each team had a one in eight chance of getting it. Well, actually, I guess they could have rigged that. It's riggable. It's easy. It's definitely riggable. They I, threw I this shit. They they did a Zoom call and we're like, yeah, let's uh, let's fire up the wheel spinning app as you get the first pick. Like, all right, no, that's probably not how yeah. they did it, but still, they're smart. You gotta rig shit for big market. Adam Silver needs to understand the shit. No one gives a fuck about John Moran in Memphis. No one cares about Zion in New Orleans. Imagine if Zion, like he wanted, was playing for the fucking Knicks right now. 
and Ja was playing for like I don't know who was bad that year. A lot of teams. The Knicks were bad that year. Who had the who had the fourth pick? The Hawks was the Lakers pick. Imagine if the Lakers kept that oh motherfucker. Um, no, nah, if the Lakers got if the Lakers went up with Ja, there would be no God. Just, well, they gave that pick up for AD. So, alright, fair enough. Oh my god, the Lakers ended up with Jaw somehow. Holy shit! The Lakers could have Tatum right now pretty easily, and I honestly do believe one day Tatum's going to end up there. Uh, Maybe that's probably right true. too. That's the screwed up part. Well, the thing is, the Kobe. the only yeah, that's why because he idolized Kobe so much, and like I think it'd be fitting for him to uh to be a Laker one day, uh, especially if the Celtics keep going the way they are. I don't know if he'll immediately jump to the Lakers, but I could see him leaving. If Brad Stevens being our GM drives Tatum out of Boston. Could you even blame him? Like, really? Like, could you even blame him for that? Like, I would want to leave. Maybe he's going to be a good GM, uh, man. Who knows? I mean, maybe he's, that's just the role I, he's suited I don't know if I'd blame I, I wouldn't blame Tatum. That's... It's not like he's, he's not like he's some New England kid. He didn't grow up here. He's from St. Louis. Like... Yeah, that's seeing that's his business. Maybe Brad Stevens is going to be a better GA than that. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's fucking stupid, but... You know, at least uh, as general manager, he can't not use timeouts. As general manager, he has no business on the court. Except that's not true every true. time. Maybe, because... we'll, maybe we'll hire a head coach who can make adjustments. Hey, I doubt it, based on who you're looking at. You end up with Jason Kidd, dog. Don't you speak that evil into existence? <laughs> God, I would. I'd actually feel bad. I'm not even kidding. I would feel. Bad. I don't think you would actually. No, I actually would. That I think is, you'd. I think you'd laugh more than you'd feel. Bad. I. I. I wish that hell on absolutely nobody, dude. No, if if Jason Kidd is the new coach of the Boston Celtics, I. I might have to rescind my Celtics fandom. That's egregious. I mean, that's really bad. That is like... It's egregious, like I said. <laughs> that is pathetically bad, man. That's, that has to be the worst possible hire, I think. That's like the doomsday scenario. And obviously, Mark Jackson's on the table. That would be pretty bad. There's really not that many good options, actually. It's... It's rough. Yeah, the coaching market's pretty bad. They had the old Hawks coach who is horrid. It's, it's looking bad over there. Jason Kidd, I mean, if Jay, I really, I don't even want him to be hired. Like, not even as a joker. He's just a horrible person. So I, I just don't want him to be hired. Like, thaw it out. Oh, but those uh, those uh, Golden Knights. You know they're they're looking pretty good. Just beat the president. I was told six games. Yeah, I was I was told that the Avalanche were like this crazy team. They were generational. They you know what? Here's the fucked up part about hockey. That Avalanche team, all things considered, 
should have cruised. This is every year, though. This is, finals. this is every sport. I mean, it's, well, it's a screwed up part about hockey, especially because the President's Cup trophy winner, like the team that has the best record in the league, I, I'm actually going to look this up because I'm very. The last time a President's Cup winner won the Stanley Cup. Oh, actually, it was more recent than I thought. It was uh, 2013, but I thought it, I thought it was way more, way way further away than that. But uh, I I'm I'm a little confused because I'm not a hockey person. Everyone seems to uh, either love or hate the Golden Knights. Okay, so um, here's what's up, here's what happened with the the Golden Knights when they became. A, a team, and they joined the league in 2018. It was the 2017 season. Because oh. 2018 was the year that they... Their first full season, so the 2017-18 season, they won the Western Conference and kind of uh, stormed through it, which you're not supposed to usually do as an expansion team because how expansion drafts works is you're taking scraps from just about everybody else. But supposedly, and I think most of this is like, you know, just rumor. Supposedly a lot of the, like there was a good amount of players that the league kind of rigged the draft so that they could get better players to make a team in Vegas not only look better, but also make it more profitable for the league because like they wanted to cash in on this new team that, you know, look at these guys. They're, it's a brand new team. You know, they got cool branding and everything. And look, they're a very good team. They wanted to make Vegas become a more like, they want to make Vegas a sports city. Are you saying they rigged the draft or they rigged their playoff run? Are you saying both? No, they rigged, what they're saying is they rigged the expansion draft. Or, oh, wasn't there only one team? Yeah, it's only one team in the expansion. Well, oh, oh, so you're saying that the NHL forced some players. That's out what of other their people. Contract. That's what other people say. I, I personally believe that the Knights just made some very efficient uh, selections, and they didn't draft based on who was the best available. They decided to draft based on who would best fit their system that they wanted, and they made some very good pickups there. Uh, they got Mark Andre Fleury from the Penguins, who's like this fantastic goalie. Um, he's on the older side, but. I, I still don't really know why the I mean, protect him. But there's any if I know anything about soccer, the one position on the field you can get away with someone being older is a keeper. Right. Yeah, and hockey's no different. You probably want someone who's a little more experienced. Like Flurry is a very, very mm-hmm. good goalie. He's had a lot of experience. He's been in the league a long time. So having someone like him around was a huge part of their cup run. Um, unfortunately, they did lose that Stanley Cup in five games to the Washington Capitals. So uh, unfortunately, Ross is gonna fucking well, rip that was, in that half. Was, I I personally don't like the Capitals, and Raza knows this. I mean, but, yeah, you um, should, right? Because it's conference. Well, it's mostly because like they have this one player who's kind of a piece of shit, Tom Wilson. Oh, Tom Wilson, I've heard about this. I fucking hate Tom yeah. Wilson. Doesn't everybody? 
Except Caps fans. Caps fans love him. And I don't know if you saw what they did, like, a month ago. They He did something. Injured somebody? He intentionally injured two guys on the Rangers. And he, like, bashed one guy's head into the ice. Like, he was trying to, like, you know, I don't know what... what He's trying. It was like he's trying to like break a coconut or something. Like he was like forcefully Jesus. bashing a guy's head into the ice, and um, he got a five minute major penalty for that. I think he got a game misconduct, so he got kicked out of the game. But um, in the penalty box, he was like, he was like doing like this little like he was like doing like a mocking T pose thing with like trying to look intimidating and shit, and people really got pissed off at that. Um, he didn't get a suspension. He got fined five thousand dollars for it, because that's the Ain't maximum nothing. fine under the CBA and the NHL for players. That's crazy. Only five grand. Because like in the NBA, you can see you know players getting fined like fifty G's in the front, like a technical like. And I mean, you know, usually they'll have like a suspension. They'll, give, they'll get heavier fines for media comments sometimes. Oh, you see, we'll get to that though. We'll get to the media comments part afterwards because afterwards, the Rangers. They got fined. I remember this. They got fined. Yes. They made some comments about the league not hitting Wilson with a suspension for trying to kill two of their guys. Yeah, and they got fined. They got fined a quarter of a million dollars for that. And there's two. I remember they got fined. It was 250 grand. 250 grand. Wait, they can find it. Okay, so individuals only get five, but you can find well, teams. Team, yeah. So players can only be fined up to five thousand dollars. But teams can. Okay, I see. Yes. That is that. I you know I I remember seeing this uh, yeah. in some degree on the timeline when it happened. That is that's egregious. Man. That's... And then um, afterwards, when people got upset about that, the uh, the Capitals made a very ill advised uh, tweet about Tom Wilson. Where there was, it was like they had a picture. They chose a picture of Tom Wilson. The first part, they took a, put a bracket around his head and said, "It's just like a bunch of sheesh." I, I don't, I don't get it either. But it's they had that, and then a bracket around everything from his ankle up to his shoulders with like one of the crying Wojaks. And it's a in black bold text rent free. And then below that in small text they got the bracket around his skates and it says the best goal scorer in the NHL, which is like which isn't true, he's not the best scorer in the league, but someone said that he is and it became a big thing. And the Capitals uh, captioned that with at Capitals chooses violence. Uh, that tweet was up for about twenty minutes. And <laughs> they chose violence for about 20 minutes before they realized how bad of a tweet that was. And hey, listen, man. Social media motherfuckers gotta, gotta calm the fuck down. Man. You gotta know when to tweet. Yeah. Um, so it did not turn out very well for him. And yeah, it, yeah, no it was really weird him. seeing the NHL scene rooting for the Bruins in the first round after how Boston is kind of universally hated in every sport. So it was really weird seeing, especially in the NHL, people hate the Bruins. Like, it's bad. That's how much people hated the Caps after the shit that they pulled back in May. 
now with uh, the conference, it's uh, it's the Canadians and uh, Golden Knights versus the Islanders and Lightning. Yes. Um. You 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 supporting the Knights? I'm supporting the Knights right now, but I'm totally fine if Montreal wants to win this because Montreal's kind of like. Aren't they hype? They've been the chaos team this year. I like chaos. This team was down three games to one in the first round against Toronto. And Toronto's notorious for not being able to win in the first round. But this year, this team was supposed to, like, they are supposed to win the Northern Division and go all the way to the, the, the best, like, the Final Four. Nope. Uh, they did not. They never they do. Toronto sports is cursed, man. I Toronto don't care won, about that. Kawhi. They sold their soul for that one. That one Raptors yeah. championship. Yeah, them and Cleveland sports. They did the same thing. But um, yeah, Toronto blew the three-one lead, and then they swept Edmonton. No, they swept Winnipeg because Winnipeg swept Edmonton, and then Montreal proceeded to Damn. sweep. It just Edmonton. worked out like that that they played all Canada teams at this point. Well, that's how that's how it was this year because how um, it's like if you're gonna call it like the East and the West. The East was the Central and East divisions, and those. So the East would play one another in the first round, and then the winner of that would play the winner of the other. The two winners in the East would play each other in the second round. The two winners of the Central would play each other in the second round. The two winners of the West, and then the two winners of the North would all play each other. And then the winner of the North. Well, actually, they do a reseeding, but how it worked out this year is that whoever won the North and West, just because how the seeding worked, it was like number one was Vegas, number two is number two is Tampa Bay, number three is New York, and number four is Montreal. Because I think Montreal is the lowest lowest seeded team in the entire tournament. So since Montreal won, they wound up playing the winner of Vegas, Colorado. Vegas won that series. So now Vegas and and uh, Montreal play each other, which is weird because Montreal is usually an Eastern Conference team. Mm. But how it worked out this year, it's like they're playing in the Western Conference Finals instead. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I uh, will not be watching. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, thank yeah. yeah. Uh, what episode number was this? I had it and then I lost it. 150? 148. Little, uh, jumping the gun a little bit there. On I the jumped it a little bit. Jumped the gun okay. just a bit. Okay. But uh, thank you for listening to episode 148 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter. It's B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening and have a great day.